Welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Murder Mentality. <laughs> Sitting out here in the car, um, house over over Lacey's house. It's a uh, bopping in there. It's real loud, so I thought I'd step out here and uh, take some time and uh, you know talk about some really profound fucking experiences that I've had today. Um, It's been a really heavy last couple of weeks, but it's all been really good. And that's that's the thing that I'm realizing more and more in my life is that everything's good. Like literally everything's good. Even the stuff that I think is bad is good. Even the stuff that hurts a lot is still good. And what's up, Kyler? Um, I keep coming back over and over again to the fact that life has the meaning that I choose to assign to it and that the experiences I have are just entirely based off of, you know, how I feel. And those feelings can fluctuate from moment to moment, but the wild things that I can choose the feelings that I have. What's up? What's up, man? Nice to see you again. And, uh, the, I'll just get right into it, man. So, you know, when I was, when I was born, my parents were very young. They were doing their thing. There's a lot of confusion and, and, and difficult feelings and, and confusing situations that were all 37 years ago. And, uh, you know, eventually it ended up in my biological parents not being involved in a, uh, in a meaningful, um, and consistent way in my life. Um, but, uh, you know, especially my father, you know, and I didn't meet my biological father until I was 30. And even after that, like I tried to have a little bit of a relationship with him, but I was still using, I was still having a hard time figuring out who the fuck I was. Um, and, uh, I've been, I've been dealing with some, some difficult circumstances with my son and, uh, we've been, you know, helping each other grow a lot. And if you don't know this already, um, Alexander is actually not my blood, but I've been raising him since he was one and a half years old, um, right alongside my other child. And, um, you know, even when me and my ex-wife separated, I continued to have him over. I always want to have him in my life in a meaningful way. He's just, he's just, I love the little boy, you know, I love him. He's not a little boy anymore. He's 18. He's a young man now, but, um, I, uh, I was talking to him the other day and I, I realized that I was having a really hard time um, addressing the circumstances and helping to try to correct some behaviors that he was having, you know, because young, young men need a lot of guidance and sort of young women, I guess. But, you know, I know this from my own perspective as having been a young man at one point. Um, and I realized that there was some really difficult things that were holding me back. And one of the biggest, most difficult things that was holding me back is I had this abandonment issue, this abandonment complex from my own father and my own parents. And, and Alex actually hasn't spoken to his biological father in some time, in a long time, actually. And I realized through talking to him, I was like, holy shit, man, I'm 37 and I'm still carrying around this pain. Like I was five, like when I was 10, 15, 16, 17, 20, 25, 30 year old man that didn't have a meaningful fucking relationship with his father. And like, I don't want to like say, oh man, it was hurting me every second. But what it was is it was in the background to everything I did. When I'd see other people call up their parents and have this awesome conversation and they would like just be chatting it up and talking. And I was like, 
it didn't occur to me until recently that I'd be looking at it. I was like, holy shit, man. This whole time I just like, I felt left out of life because I didn't have that. You know, my grandfather who, you know, he, he did his best he could. He was, he was a, you know, raging alcoholic. You know, he died when I was very young too. So like, I didn't have a male role model at all in my life. I've had to discover who I am as a man throughout my whole life, man, you know, and I'm discovering more and more what that means to me. And that's been such a powerful experience, but here's what we really want to get to in this is that I have talked on and off with my father for the last seven years. You know, I'm 37 now. I met him when I was 30 and to say that that relationship has been a little bit strained and, and odd is an understatement, but after having really taken the time to cope with some of these feelings and realize that life is so fucking short, it's not even funny that I don't want to go any more time without addressing these things and that real men fucking address their feelings with people. They don't just sit around and let that shit eat them alive. Cause that's when it eats you alive, man, it eats your lunch and everybody else's lunch around you. And you just don't know it yet. You haven't noticed it yet. And I realized that all of those times I've heard somebody say forgiveness is for you, not them. I was like misunderstanding it. And so like I made a phone call today that I feel like has been a long time coming. I made a phone call today that I think squashed all of the things that I had wanted to be explained to me for years between me and my father. And I just told him on this phone call, I was like, look, I don't pretend to be perfect. And I have made a lot of mistakes in my life. And if I was to be judged about who I used to be and who I am today, you wouldn't even think it was the same person. And I believe that you're that same way as well. And I believe that, that you had some circumstances I'll never understand and don't need to understand from when I was very young and from when you were very young. And I don't necessarily even believe that this needs forgiveness. I believe that I accept that you were who you were and I am who I am and that you are who you are now and I am who I am now. I believe that I accept that I carried that anger and resentment around in me forever and that that probably made any type of contact even more strained. And I accept that that it has probably been one of the most difficult things in the world ever for you to want to reach out because you probably have all of these worries and fears that I might just turn around and say, fuck you. And then I realized that I've been a major, major driving factor in this lack of a relationship with my biological father. And so I, you know, I called him and I talked to him and I said all these things and I was like, look, I just want you to know that I accept that you're human and that I want to have a relationship with you. I want to have a relationship that involves both of us putting in energy and effort and that I, if it needs to be said that I forgive you, then I forgive you, but it doesn't matter to me anymore. What matters to me is that we both have a consistency on, on both of our sides about how we do this. And that means that I recognize that I need to quit waiting around for you to reach out like some scared little boy. I need to quit waiting around for you to say, hey, can, can we talk, son? I need to quit waiting around for you to tell me that you're proud of me and just contact you and talk to you and tell you I'm proud of you. <laughs> and to break the cycle, like, like Chris says here, man, real men break the cycle so that we don't keep repeating this bullshit anymore. 
And he told me all about how he, you know, because he, he's a musician and he's a fucking incredible musician. And he told me, we, we talked for, you know, an hour almost. It was like 45 minutes about, you know, life and how interesting it is when you discover your calling. And, you know, I'm doing this public speaking thing right now. And he's he straight up, he's like, man, I, I almost want you to be my Mr. Miyagi because you have so much wisdom to share. And I'm like, well, man, I just feel like I've hurt so much that it's hard for me not to have a lot of information, you know? And, um, by the time everything was said and done, we'd made this amazing connection. And like, I realized that like this artistic streak, I have this gift, this calling I have from God to help people and to make art and to just pour myself in my whole heart and my soul into everything around me is something that I, I absolutely get from him. I don't know if I would call it biological, but I mean, maybe just a little piece of his soul and my soul saw one another today and recognized that kindred spirit, recognized that, that thing that was passed down even though he didn't actually raise me, you know, it's still there. Those things are still fucking there. I'm still my father's child, even if I wasn't raised by my father. <laughs> and, you know, like after I, I sat down and last night I painted a, a portrait of, um, Lacey's, uh, you know, baby's father, uh, Christian, her son's, uh, you know, father, obviously, and, and Kane's father. And, um, I caught myself like tearing up and getting ready to weep while I was doing it. And it was because, you know, not only do I know what it's like to lose a partner, you know, I know what it's like to lose a father. I know what it's like to have a void in your heart that more than anything you just wish could be filled, but you don't know how to reach out and talk about things like that because you're just a young man and it's not okay for young men to talk about their feelings. And I caught myself thinking about my own son who probably has all these same feelings. You know, I caught myself realizing that like I didn't have to know this man to fucking see the amount of love and the amount of caring and the amount of impact that he's had on this world and the people around him and to want to tribute that and to and to put my energy and my positive love and affirmations into something that would hopefully put a smile on a few people's faces that knew him and I realized while I was painting that that all of the hurts and all of the fucking things and all of the difficult stuff that probably went on between him and everyone all the strange relationships that he had in his life are fucking to the wind now. And it's all gone. It's, you took it all with you, the, the good and the bad stuff, my friend. And that I don't want to leave any fucking loose ends like that in my life. And I know that people always remember the positive when they look back, especially when they've lost somebody, but I don't want to leave any more fucking loose ends in my life. I want to contact everybody who I felt has hurt me or I felt have, I've hurt and do my best in some way, shape or form to mend those relationships, to mend the strained relationship between me and my, my biological mother, to mend the, the strained relationship, even though I didn't realize that it was strained in some ways with my, with my grandmother who raised me because I didn't realize it until one day I was like, I don't know how to talk to her. And I was like, that means that there's some stuff that I need to do some, some work on internally forgiving. And I need to see my part in all of this because what it comes down to is no matter whether or not something was done to me, or a decision was made that hurt me. Everybody's just doing their fucking best, man. Everybody's doing their best with what they have. Sometimes that's not a lot. And I can't expect myself out of other people. But what I can expect out of myself is to be the best version of me. And when I forgave those people in my heart and when I called them, and it was like... 
it was fucking intense, you know? I barely talked to my father once a fucking year, honestly. And I called my father for the first time on a fucking holiday and wished him happy Thanksgiving. And I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because sometimes I don't know who the fuck this person is that's looking back at me at this screen right now. And it's such a powerful experience to realize that it's not anywhere near the scared little boy that I used to be even though I had fucking face tattoos. Life is too short, everybody. Like, life is too fucking short for you to sit here and wait for the person that hurts you to come to you and say, please, let us, please let us have a relationship. Because you fucking know you want one. Why would you be waiting for it? What if that person wants a relationship with you, but they're so scared that they've fucked it up beyond all recognition and they don't know how to fucking reach out anymore? What if they're so fucking intimidated by the idea that you might fucking tell them no, that they won't fucking even reach out and say, I love you. So what if they say, I don't have an interest in that. I have a, every fucking belief that that's never going to happen. When you have these estranged relationships between people that you truly love and that you know they truly love you. It's impossible not to love your blood. It's fucking impossible. But what happens is people are so fucking scared that they're not going to do it right. Or they're so scared of life that they just fucking push it away and take the responsibility and throw it out the window. And Nathan, man, I fucking hope that you reach out, dog, because fuck, man, from, from my experience, man, and especially being like in the punk rock scene and being part of the music scene and everything, man, like so many of us creatives, so fucking many of us creatives are just filled with pain. And we pour our fucking emotions into everything we fucking have but the people around us because that's the only way we can get away from our fucking feelings is to fucking pour it into art of some kind. And I need you to know that here's the, here's the fucking kicker. When you create anything, anything, you get out of that pain. When you create a new relationship with somebody, when you create a stronger relationship with somebody, when you fucking work out and create your body, when you create words on paper or music or just a better employee when you go to work, when you create yourself better every day and bring those fucking relationships with you everywhere you go, you get out of that pain for every time you do that. Art's amazing, man, but when I pour my heart into a canvas, unless it fucking impacts somebody afterwards, it don't mean shit to me. When I don't have a fucking connection with a person, even if that person is me, when I'm creating something, it doesn't mean anything. And so we've got the fucking holidays come up, guys. Make this the last day that you fucking wait to tell your mom that you, that you don't know how to fucking talk to you, love them. Make this the last day that you fucking don't call your dad ever. And that's amazing, Nathan, man. I'm so proud of you, man. It's, it takes so much fucking work to do that, man. I'm sure that it fucking, like, I'm sure you felt it in your fucking throat, man. I, I'm sure you felt it in your throat. I know you did because I do and I'm just talking about a past tense. And I see so many people right now that have fucking strained relationships and it's all about forgiveness, man. 
Gratitude is action, and forgiveness is an action. And if you want to make room in your life for the kind of life that you're going to love to live, you have to make room for it by forgiving people and allowing that room to make, expand. You have to get rid of all of that fucking junk inside of you, no matter how many times I heard that I didn't get it until I did it. You have to make room and get rid of all that fucking junk, all that resentment, bitterness, anger, fear, jealousy, guilt, shame. And just like Nathan said, man, drop the fucking rock. You don't understand how fucking heavy that lodestone is until you throw it on the ground and you say, I feel a hundred pounds lighter. I wish I could fucking explain to you how powerful that feels. And if you haven't experienced it, you'll have to. But if you have, then you know what I'm talking about. And real recognizes real. What's understood doesn't need to be explained. But I'm going to invite you today regardless. Please. Please don't let another day go by that somebody that you love or want to have a relationship with or maybe never had one but just desire it more than anything. Go by without you telling them that they matter and that you want to be in their life. So what if it's not your traditional father-son relationship? Who knows? It might be fucking better than any father-son relationship I've ever seen because I choose to make it how I want to make it and we create it together. And fuck, I even talked to him about making some background tracks to me so I could put some music and some scores to these like motivational videos I fucking make. I literally reached out and talked about creating something fucking with my father, whom I've barely talked to for 37 years. Because I refuse to carry it anymore. Please, don't carry it anymore. Just love. Just love everybody around you. Take some time. Make those phone calls. But don't let another day go by without doing it. I love all of you. Thanks for tuning in. If you tune into both this and TikTok, I'm going to jump in on TikTok for probably about 10 minutes too. So I'll see you all over there. <laughs> Big love.